0: Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacy McCracken, and joining me is David Shednovich, Assistant Vice President for Grain. Today's podcast is the first in a series leading up to Harvest, all tied to CN's grain plan for the 2022 23 crop year. Can you describe what the two major objectives are of the grain plan?
1: Thanks, Daisy. First, the Grain Plan includes CN's assessment of how much grain and processed grain products that it expects to move over the course of the crop year, based on information available such as carry-in grain stocks and production. Second, the Grain Plan lays out the actions that CN has taken, or will take, to move that anticipated volume of grain over the course of the crop year. Based on the information we have concerning projected available supplies, And assuming all the conditions required to maximize end-to-end grain supply chain capacity are in place during the crop year, CN is confident that it has the resources to move the anticipated volumes of grain over the course of the 22-23 crop year. The Grain Plan is also a living document. CN provides monthly updates as we receive new information about the factors impacting the end-to-end grain supply chain, and we assess the supply chain's performance against what was presented in the Grain Plan. That's in addition to our detailed weekly grain supply chain reporting that we've been doing voluntarily since 2016-17.
0: Besides looking forward to new crop, can you outline some of the factors that had major impacts on grain movement during the 2021-22 crop year?
1: Sure thing. There will always be unique events that occur over the course of the year, and this past crop year was no exception. The impact of extreme weather, for example, was way beyond normal. Remember that even before the 21-22 crop year got started, the traffic on the CN main line between Kamloops and Vancouver was halted for 13 days, as a 615-foot bridge was put back into service after severe fire damage. Then in mid-November, we had an unprecedented three-week loss of the main line between Kamloops and Vancouver. CN experienced 58 outages in southern British Columbia thanks to three atmospheric river events, one after the other, combined with heavy snowmelt. Then the extreme cold hit. We had 50 of 65 days between late December and the end of February, where temperatures hit minus 31 degrees or colder in parts of CN's western region. Winter comes every year, but what swings sharply from year to year is the duration and intensity of extreme cold. This winter it was extreme cold and repeated blizzards, especially in the eastern prairies. The winter prior, it was like we had no winter at all in December and January. It's a big difference and that translated into a big difference in winter operational performance.
0: Besides weather, what other factors affected rail capacity?
1: Well, what also hit hard was COVID. CN experienced a significant increase in COVID-19 cases around December 20th thanks to the Omicron variant and that materially impacted the operating crew base across the CN network. Transport Canada's ministerial order in late August also required CN employees to have at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine before November 15th and to be fully vaccinated before January 24th. People not compliant within the timeline were unable to work. How new variants will affect rail capacity remains a factor to be watched closely in the upcoming crop year. To be clear, last fall CN did not make any reductions to its complement of conductors and engineers outrunning trains, but COVID sure did. Factors like this need to be considered when looking at how much rail network capacity is available at any point in time.
0: With the way the crop is progressing, what is CN expecting for grain movement this upcoming crop year?
1: Well, the crop was planted late in the eastern prairies due to heavy precipitation, but at the time of the writing of the grain plan, stakeholders were generally expecting an average crop, give or take, with variability between regions as there always is. We all know that these numbers can change a lot from start to finish, Just look at the impact of last year's drought-reduced crop and how crop estimates changed from beginning to end. And that can cut the other way too, of course. Getting the timing right on how quickly things ramp up requires accurate forecasts and coordination with our customers. In any event, we're expecting strong demand for grain movement off the combine coming up this fall. Based on current ideas on carry-in stocks, crop production estimates for new crop, and demand-related information... CN expects to move 24.5 to 27 million metric tons of bulk grain and processed grain products over the crop year. And at the time of the writing of the grain plan, total grain supplies were expected to be below the average of the three years prior to last year's drought reduced crop, but we'll see.
0: Can you provide an overview of weekly maximum end-to-end sustainable grain supply chain capacity guidance for the upcoming crop year?
1: Sure thing. The capacity of Canada's grain supply chain varies through the crop year and multiple factors place a real limit on the volume of grain that can move through the end-to-end grain supply chain at any point in time. The maximum sustainable capacity of the grain supply chain is also a function of the capacity and operational efficiency of the individual pieces of that supply chain all the way from origin to destination. Between movement of bulk grain and processed grain products, CN's maximum sustainable end-to-end grain supply chain capacity guidance is up to 740,000 tons per week of shipments outside of winter, and up to 595,000 tons per week of shipments during winter. Achieving that maximum sustainable level of capacity depends on multiple conditions all being in place at the same time, including fluidity and corridor balance across all major grain corridors, No major mainline disruptions, no major labour disruptions, normal winter operating conditions, etc. Achieving that maximum level also requires no material impacts on the capacity of the supply chain due to COVID, including impacts to CN's field force or the workforce of supply chain partners. If these conditions are not all in place for a given time frame, it can be expected that grain shipment volumes will not reach these maximum sustainable levels.
0: You mentioned corridor balance as one of those conditions. Could you elaborate a bit more?
1: Well, in a relatively short period of time, the world economy has seen pronounced recovery. Demand has been strong across many different commodity segments, and CN's rail traffic volumes have reflected that. In addition to the supply chain disruptions caused by the pandemic, the conflict in Ukraine has created dramatic and sudden disruptions in global trade flows that will be felt well beyond 2022. Think of grain, fertilizer, energy, you name it. We are in a time of change, and given that, there's going to be intense pressure placed on Canada's transportation system during the 22-23 crop year, especially with respect to rail movement to Canada's west coast ports. Given this reality, customers across all rail traffic segments must make the most efficient use of the capacity available in all rail corridors throughout the year, and that is not just specific to grain. If there isn't more corridor balance, and all the demand is effectively tipped in one direction, That is likely to impact supply chain fluidity, especially during a year like this, and that will impact maximum sustainable end-to-end supply chain capacity. Achieving corridor demand balance has always been one of the conditions that needs to be met to hit that maximum end-to-end level. That guidance is shown in a range in the grain plan. The low end of that range reflects what we're likely to see if emphasis is on heavy movement to the west coast, where capacity is already strained. The high end of the range illustrates what we can expect to see for movement if we have more balance and we're able to take some of that pressure off the west coast and shift a bit of demand into the eastern corridor to destinations that already buy grain shipped through the eastern Canada supply chain. In the 2020-21 crop year, there were 4 million tons of western Canadian grain destined to Europe and Africa that were shipped off the west coast of Canada. Half of that was Durham. Go back a number of years and there was zero Durham shipped to those destinations off the west coast. This is a unique year where the supply chain would benefit from some of that product tipping back east. Other commodities are taking advantage of eastern supply chain capacity as well, and there are real, logical fits for grain here too.
0: Thanks for your time, David. In the second part of our podcast series on the 2022-23 CN Grain Plan, we'll look at the factors that will drive the supply of rail network capacity, rolling stock, people, power, and rail network infrastructure. Thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.